actually legit. Ah, oh, there we go. All right, so this uh, is our live reaction. This is the You Know Ball podcast. Welcome back. But this is our live reaction to, is it a real account? Has Donald Trump really been in has, has Donald Trump, we're trying to figure out live. We're try, I'm, I'm working with sources to find out if Donald Trump has been indicted. Um, we Come will on. Continue. Yep. Uh, New York Times, a grand jury in New York has voted to indict Donald Trump over his role in a hush money payment to a porn star. No way. No, he did, not, he did not wriggle. Unfortunately, I, I was doing a victory lap on, uh, on uh, Donnie. How's Donnie going to wriggle his way out of this, Jim? Um, wow. We will, well, let's find out. Wow. So, live. This is this is the You Know Politics podcast. Uh, wow. So, jeez. Or are you sad you won't get to vote for him a third time? Yeah, it's pretty upsetting to not be able to th- vote for him a third time. But like you know, it, you know could have like a a, a conscientious process. Like he could run from jail, right? Like Lula, um, or you know, something. True. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so Brazil. yeah, so you know, I'll vote for him. Again. <laughs> Very similar politically to Lula and Trump. Yeah, like I did. Well, they're both authoritarians, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's the... exactly, <laughs> exactly. That, if you know you anything about to Lula, go to the Lula. Really <laughs> I want to oh, clear up like, the Trump thing was a joke. Please, that I, is a I joke. assume everyone knows that's a joke. I, I that was an old first date joke for me in New York. Was yeah. uh, I'd hate to have to vote for him a third time. And did I got mixed results on that one? I gotta say, not a doesn't yeah. always land. Yeah, no, that didn't always land. Big this risk. Certain, certainly not a a pro Trump podcast. Please, <laughs> please let that be known on the record. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, we should clarify as two white guys, especially with me with my new haircut. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We should. We should. We we have taken a firm anti-Nazi stance, so I feel like that. that That's true. Of, that that is that, that definitely helps. Yeah. yeah, separates us from Trump and also separates us from literally every other. Podcast. Yeah, literally every other NBA podcast, which is yeah. Yeah. still feel, feel not nothing. yet to this date. No other NBA podcasts have declared their stance on Nazis. So we are saying against them. Out. Boom. Exactly. So, Byron Leonard, you, you are not allowed on the podcast. Yeah, so we're not a we're we're not afraid to alienate. <laughs> that was also a joke. That's a joke. Me. Yeah, this is all, this is jokes. We're feeling fun. We're feeling fun because it's a Patreon day. That's right. We're not behind the paywall yet, but uh, but but this is the preview of what you get when uh, you no. do pay for the Unoball Patreon. But no. before we get into anything else, let's talk about our sponsors. Underdog Fantasy today is actually opening day for the MLB. So if you're a baseball fan, you can go on there and you can also do pick them for opening day on the Underdog app using the promo code SLOP. You get a $100 deposit match as always. I just want to say, I know nothing about baseball and I did a ticket because I was just like, fuck it, why not? I did Trey Turner higher on 0.5 singles. He hasn't hit that yet. But I know he's good, and he's on the Phillies now. So I did that, and then I did lower on Jacob DeGrom's strikeouts, which was at eight, and he was pulled from the game with seven strikeouts. So, I mean, honestly, we're, we're already killing it this baseball season as it is. But we're going to talk about basketball because you can still go on underdog, and every given night you can do the pick them on there with your favorite player stats tonight. Uh, it looks like uh, your favorite team's playing tonight, Sam. What? No, what? no, there's yeah. no, there's oh. no game tonight. 
Um, oh, they canceled you it. You probably didn't hear, but they've they've canceled it. Yeah. It's, oh. um, hmm. They're running a special on um, you know, what what vaccines and phones are doing to our children. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that later on when we go behind the paywall for about twenty to thirty minutes. So well, that's that's great to hear. I just want to clarify that we are not a pro-Trump Cup podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he loves the vaccine, by the way. Trump, oh, okay. Yeah, he wants to take credit for it. He's oh, a, true. He's a wonderful he got, he, it's the closest he's come to getting booed at his rallies. Which <laughs> is very funny. The only thing they'll turn on him for. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's just hypothetically say the Boston Celtics were playing the Milwaukee Bucks tonight, in theory. Yeah, yeah in so theory. this is like a, an example page, you know. Sure. This yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. you know, if in theory they were playing the Bucks tonight, sure. this is what it would look like. So if they were playing the Bucks tonight, who would you feel comfortable taking a higher on at, amongst the best players? We have Jason uh, Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, high, Al Horford, Mal, Malcolm Brogdon. I would probably take a lower on Jason Tatum points. Um, okay. So it feels like a, it would fe- it would feel like uh, Jason Tatum goes doo doo mode and the Celtics still win game. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I to clarify here, Jason Tatum did just have a really good game in a game that they lost. Correct. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that is correct. In theory, in theory. Yeah, that, we're, we're ignoring that because that, uh, that would go against uh, everything I've been saying on this podcast. Um, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. I was going to say, Tatum, Tatum's stats have actually looked pretty good recently, but his, uh, higher lower right now is 28.5. We're going to take the lower on Tatum's points in theory if they were to play. And then let's go over to one of the Bucks players and pick a higher lower for them, uh, as well. So we have... Giannis, we have Drew, who just absolutely went off last night. We have Chris Middleton, we have Brooke Lopez, we have Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton. Jeez, you can pick from their whole fucking team on here for some reason. So uh, there's only two games tonight. So, oh, true. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. yeah, there's only two games on because it's MLB opening day and Adam Silver's a coward. Um, yeah. So who are we feeling? Are we feeling Pat the landlord and his return to Boston is – his homeland of, of that's of true. Yeah, no, he does. Um, he could get gentrification powers from uh, you know, being on the street there. So, you know, maybe that would be a good one. Honestly, I mean, I, I think um, I think Gian- Giannis always, even when Giannis has a bad game, he still ends up with like insane stats by the end of the game. So okay, so um, I think like points are thirty one point five though. Yeah, you, you might want to honestly. I would. I might go a higher on his turnovers, um, but also higher on his blocks. He's definitely going to have more than one okay. block. So, all right, let's go higher on Giannis's blocks, mm-hmm. lower on Tatum's points. You put in ten dollars there, you can win thirty dollars if that hits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got Tatum at twenty eight point five. That's a pretty high point number uh and then you have Giannis all he has to do is get one block and you're good there so you can go on underdog today and sign up using the promo code slop every single night you can do it they also have a ton of cool stuff coming up for the playoffs we've been doing drafts for the playoffs as well and you can do MLB NBA all that fun stuff so please check it out if you have not already it supports the program all right Sam Mm -hmm. today I want to talk a little bit about 
the Golden State Warriors because it feels like you know Bill's been saying that Miami is the Michael Myers team. It, well, yeah, I would I would say that they're they're the Michael Myers team this year as well, but the actor Michael Myers and specifically yeah. this is their post love guru era. <laughs> So they are done. They will disappear for yeah. a while until they come back in Inglorious Bastards for like a slight cameo. Is is what is what what I'm going to say. Yeah, I uh, I definitely don't buy the Miami Heat as the Michael Myers never actually dies or goes away team. I would say that the Warriors fit that bill a little bit more to me in terms of. Every time I feel like I pronounce them dead in the water, they're always lingering somewhere in the background. Earlier in the season, I said they're not contenders. I was like, I finally, after waffling on it for a while, I was like, you just can't lose this many games on the road. You never, you're never healthy. You're defending your title, and you're not, you're not able to quite get everyone right. And then they went on a four-game winning streak, of course. And they had their longest winning streak of the season. They still haven't really all put it together for a longer streak that everyone kind of Zach Lowe has been teasing this year. But it does feel like this might be a turning point for the Warriors. They're, once again, winning games again, but most of them are at home. I've watched a lot of them recently just because they've been on national television a ton. And they've actually won a decent amount of games recently. But the reason that I really bring this up is because I feel like this is kind of the end of the road for this iteration of the Warriors. Draymond Green's a free agent after the season. We know that he was not paid in favor of Jordan Poole. We know that there has been weird comments out there by him and by the team about the business of it all. And then more recently, we get Bill Simmons, who we know Bill kind of theorizes these things, quote-unquote. Really what it is is that he hears things behind the scenes. He hears the whispers, but he doesn't want to fully attach his names to it. So he says that it's essentially a prediction, right? And his most recent prediction was a pretty wild one uh, in terms of Draymond going to the Mavericks after the season, Kyrie re-upping there, and then potentially... LeBron joining them. I think that part of it I'm going to remove from the equation. It feels a little bit too far-fetched in my mind to think that the uh, that LeBron could join that, that trio in Dallas. But the Draymond Green part was interesting to me, and I had a few Warriors fans actually say to me, they kind of buy it a little bit just because, as we've talked about, the Mavericks are desperate, and the Mavericks are trying to save the Luka Doncic era and their history shows that they are over, they are willing to pay a big price for someone who might be perceived as a star. Now, Draymond still is a very good player. He had a, he had an interesting night the other night where he got thrown out. He almost got thrown out of the game. He rallied the team back uh, after uh, getting into it with Brandon Ingram and Herb Jones and all that. And he still is incredibly effective for the Warriors I question how it would look on other teams, but I guess my question for you is one, do you buy the Draymond rumors to the Mavericks and two, 
do you think that this is the end of the road when you consider what's happening with Draymond plus Bob Myers' contract is up at the end of the year, and there have been rumors about Steve Kerr's retirement as well? I mean, I think a lot of this is... I mean, I, I, I've, I've been... I feel like I'm not really changing up my stance when I, I, I go back to the fact that I, I really do think that this is a Warriors franchise that's kind of coming to terms a brain trust that's coming to terms with the fact that they're not actually that good at their jobs. They've just been extraordinarily lucky to have drafted. Well, basically been handed Steph Curry recovering from, you know, ankle injury just in time and to nail the Draymond green pick. That's like really the, 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 the legacy of the, the Bob Myers um, warriors. And I think we've seen with the two timelines approach uh, kind of the, hanging on to that until the very last second and then um, still not really gracefully pivoting from that. Um, Just basically their inability to put a real um, kind of keep Kevin Durant, got Kevin Durant chased out the door. That's kind of, you know, people talk, glance over that one. I guess just what I'm saying is this is a, an empire that's been dying for a very long time. Like they really are America's team in that way. (laughs) They are in like, late stage capitalism is like, oh, why? Uh, wow. Draymond wants to leave and all of our trains are derailing all of a sudden and like throwing chemicals everywhere. I wonder what that is like all about. It's almost like we didn't do any infrastructure spending and uh, we gave Jordan Poole uh, $30 million a year so he can spend half a million per date with Ice Spice. Once again, another shot he missed on a high volume, low efficiency. So I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there that I, 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 you have Steph Curry and the West is bad. So I do think that, you know, if they make a deep run, uh, can it be salvaged? I don't know. I mean, I also just think Draymond, I, I, I feel like that this is also kind of a decision like the Warriors made, where I think that kind of Draymond's shtick tired them out and they got a little ahead of their skis and were like, well, we don't need Tremont. I mean, we've we built the empire. We don't, you know. Sure. He's, he's he's a key component, but we can find someone who's like, you know, look at what we did with Wiggins. We pivoted right. out of the D'Angelo Russell. Kaminga will build into something. Yeah, and- like we don't we don't need that, and that is, I think that's a huge mistake because Draymond Green is absolutely their second most important player behind yeah. Steph Curry. Been the um, linchpin of the entire defense for a decade. Yeah. Like, that's kind of that's kind of the even even with some of the offensive regression, yeah. even with some of, I don't even think he's near his peak defensively, but he is the thing that has always made the defense go. He's one of the five greatest playoff defenders of all time. He showed that he can still reach that level at points like he did last year. Yeah. I think one of the things that he's talked about is the fact that it's really hard for him to get up for a Tuesday night game when they're in Oklahoma City. And I think that's shown this year with this team. They feel like they've put in the work. They feel like they don't necessarily need to continue to prove themselves over and over again. And that has led to this team underperforming all year. That has led to this team losing on the road pretty much no matter who they play. They're going to probably head into the playoffs with nine or ten road wins on the season, which is just insanely low and something that I've never seen before from a team that I consider to be a good team, like a talented team that certainly should be, uh, 
performing at a higher level. Now, if they have had some bad injury luck, but every team has had bad injury uh, or every team has had injuries throughout the season. The Steph injury was unfortunate, but they're also barely above 500 with Steph when he plays. The Wiggins one is obviously the big one. We don't really know what's going on with that situation. But I guess I bring this up because I feel as though the Draymond stuff feels very legit to me. It feels like he he sees that the franchise doesn't value him in the same way that you were just saying. I don't think that it means that he's 100% going to turn down a big offer if they give him one this offseason. But it's basically getting to a point where you got to make that decision. And the Jordan Poole contract kind of locks them in a situation where unless there's a team that's willing to take a flyer on Jordan Poole on a huge contract, which maybe that they have built, maybe it is the Lakers thing where they've built up enough in the media with Jordan Poole and with uh, the NBA at large that they think that he really does still have high value despite being pretty massively overpaid, it seems now. Uh, maybe that is the case. But in my opinion, I think that they are probably going to have to look at this. They extended Wiggins. They have some younger guys. You know, Obviously, Wiseman moving out changes things a little bit. But you have one more year to make a decision on Kaminga and Moody. We'll see what happens with them. They're kind of coming down to where they're going to either have to continue to pay the largest luxury bill in the history of the NBA by a fairly wide margin, or they need to figure out a way to either move on from one of Clay, Draymond, or Poole. Because Wiggins is locked in actually at a decent contract. Like He's only making like slightly over $20 million per year, which is actually when he does play. He's proven to be, uh, I would say, above that level, if not at that level. And now you're coming down to a situation where Draymond's going to want one more payday. Like, Draymond, as much as Draymond has gotten paid in his career, he's never gotten, like, a full max. Like, he's never gotten, like, the crazy... Like, he's always gotten, like, a de- the maximum that he can be extended, which is, like, high 20s. I don't even think he's... If I remember correctly, I might be off here. I don't know if he's ever made $30 million in a year, which I, I, like, I don't know. I don't think he has. He yeah. started out at like 14 or 15 on his mm-hmm. second contract. Like, yeah. Yeah. And and they were extending him and they were giving him money that was, you know, I can, I can look up the exact details right now, but they were giving him money. His last extension was four years, 99 million for an average of $24 million per year. So he made 22, 24, 25. He has a player option this year for 27. All it takes is one team being willing to be like, hey, we'll give you 30 million for three years, give you 390 or whatever it is. And I know that he is a little bit older now. He's going into his age 33 season next year, but he's still an effective player. He's still an important player. And maybe he is looking for one more payday. And the respect that they showed to Jordan Poole, honestly that he, he might feel as though he deserves. So I think that there, real, there really is, and if there is one team that is desperate enough to save the Luka situation like we talked about last time, you have Kyrie, you need to maximize these next two years. Draymond, I don't know how that fit would be. I think it might be a little bit clunky, but Draymond would certainly bring a level of defensive intensity, which they are absolutely missing. He would certainly make them a competent defense, which is the main thing that the, the Mavs are lacking. Again, last night, I was watching that second half defense was kind of pathetic from them. Luka, as great as he has been offensively and as incredible as he was down the stretch of that game, defensively is still just 
there's no effort, there's no energy, and and Draymond is a guy that certainly will get that out of your your team if that's what you're looking for. So I actually think that that could be a possibility if he does hit the free agent market this summer. Uh, you know, the that I think that they would have to move around some contracts and figure some stuff out if they are the Mavericks. But if Draymond's going to leave anyway, and you want to do right by him, it's a possibility that happens. And I just want to say. From the Warriors' perspective in all this, I think it would be a massive mistake. I think outside of the context of the Warriors, I'm not sure Draymond's going to be maximized in the same way that he is with the Warriors. But to lose Draymond because you signed that pool contract and then to have him go to a conference rival who he could possibly make better and make into a competent two-way team – would be just a massive, massive failure by this front office. And like you said, it would just continue kind of a, a, a recent string of questionable moves that they have made because they bought into this ideology that had proved to fail with the two timelines thing. I, I guess just like my thing was like, <clears throat> because on the one hand, you know, you could argue this is the, um, you know, this is the the salary cap and the and the repeater specifically doing what it's supposed to do, right? Sure. Like, you know, kind of, it's supposed to kind of chip away at super teams, kind of encourage turnover, um, kind of, you know, make teams a little bit more vulnerable, make the league more interesting, right? Um, the Warriors were also the huge beneficiaries of the cap jump in one year. Um, yes. And a, a, a players association that was, I think, I don't think this is talked about enough that we're correctly um, skeptical of cap smoothing. Like, why would you give the owners money to hold on to? Like, look at how the Lamar Jackson thing is playing out in the NFL right now and kind of how owners get about money stuff and, like, wonder why the, you know, the Players Association went with that. But they were able to basically add one of the 15 best players of all time at the absolute peak of his career to a 73-win team. Um and the fact that they, you know, you could say, oh, they, but they lost him for just D'Angelo Russell. And it's like, who they turned into Andrew Wigg- Wiggins, you know, that's not. And Jonathan Cabingo. Yeah. And, and the, which is like not, not nothing, you know, and that was not a trade that, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess you did, maybe they should get credit for that trade, but I, I don't know. I guess what I'm what I guess I mean, is what I'm is saying here. Kind of what I'm trying to say here is that they should, what they should get credit for is, is duping everyone into kind of juicing up D'Angelo Russell's value and yeah. duping everyone into thinking that he's worth, uh, uh, you know, I know Wiggins had low value at the time, but that yeah. Minnesota first was always going to be valuable. And yeah. duping everyone to thinking into thinking that he still had positive value on that contract, which is exactly what I'm talking about with Jordan Poole. Because the Warriors have kind of kind of become the new Lakers in that they, they juice up the value of the players that are on their team because of the fact that they're playing with Steph and Draymond and they make them look so good in that mm. specific context. Yeah. And then if they go anywhere else, it's like, is this thing going to work? I guess is my whole point on this. And I think that they maximize mm. the most. And then when they go elsewhere, you know, we saw with Harrison Barnes for a while, you know, he wasn't the, the one a guy that people thought he was going to be. And it feels as though this is kind of a constant cycle, which is why the only way out of it to me is if they, if they, like, you see what Jordan Poole's doing right now, where like he has a few really good games in a row, maybe he has a good playoffs, 
and he can kind of boost his value. Like in the last three games, I know this because I've been fucking throwing up watching it. I, I, I want to go on record. I do not dislike players like that. Like there's very few players I really don't like in the NBA. After watching that Sixers Warriors game as a Sixers fan, Jordan Poole has skyrocketed to number one on my most hated list. Walking around like he, it's it literally, it reminds me of the Kanye tweet when he's like, he walks around like he's Pac. Mm-hmm. Like he was walking around like he was Steph, like mm-hmm. dancing on the court. And I know this is the Warriors thing, but like Clay, Steph, and Draymond have earned it. <laughs> like, yeah. They've won four titles as the best players. I will allow them to do that. Yeah. Jordan Poole is just completely thrown in at the end here. He has a, a game where he scores 33 points against the Sixers on 10 of 19 shooting, and I'm losing my mind. And since, he's he's actually had uh, two pretty good games as well, but uh, against Minnesota and New Orleans. But what I'm trying to get at here is the way that they, I think that the Warriors could either get themselves out of this situation or kind of make the most of it is boost Jordan Poole's value, hope, hope a team takes a flyer on that contract, bring back Draymond and continue to develop the younger guys until you make a decision on them. And then you might have a chance to kind of extend and maximize the prime of Steph because I just don't see this team working as we've seen. They've already slipped defensively without Wiggins. They slipped defensively in general before that. And without Draymond, I think everything kind of falls apart with this team. I just don't understand. Like, because Jordan Poole was a first round draft pick yeah you have match rights i i i'm gonna be honest i i understand wanting to pay your guys and take care of your guys and shit but we've seen this so many times recently where the guy gets paid like a crazy number and then a year later you're like why didn't you just let it go to free agency like we saw it with michael porter jr we're seeing it with jordan Poole, like giving basically max contract hero yeah like Tyler Hero, like guys that just like are good players, but like have either not proven it or might have some question marks about their game. And I mean, I I honestly think that the punch played a factor in. Oh wait, no, the punch was after he got paid, right? Yeah, that because that was like the, that was like supposedly what instigated it was. It was while Draymond was having like conversations, and the Warriors were crying poor to him. Mm. And you're paying Jordan Poole. That, that's, you know, I'm, that yeah, might maybe. be like speculation on, on other people's parts. I don't know that. But sure. Like, yeah. I think that's what that, that was yeah. what everyone was saying. Uh, yeah. yeah I, but I, I, I like, okay. I just, I guess I just don't understand, like, especially in that situation, you've got a franchise guy there. Um, and I mean, look, I know Draymond, no, Draymond, Poole, Draymond punched him 10 days before he got the extension. Oh, that's right. Never mind. You're right. So that's what I'm trying to say. He, yeah. It's possible Draymond knew, but also at the same time, uh, whether that plays a factor or not, I remember people saying that they felt like they had to take care of him after that, like to show that they supported him. But also, like, it, I don't think these things happen overnight. Like, I don't think that extension happened in 10 days. Is there a get-punched-in-the-face luxury tax? Like, well, also, also the fact that the Warriors were just absolutely fucking furious that somebody leaked the video. Yeah. And that the media was echoing that. Why are you mad that the video got leaked? Like, that's, like, what happened. Sure. Like... <laughs> like the, whistle, I, I, the whistleblowers are the ones that, that are the problem. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, why is that 
that doesn't change that this is a huge fucking problem for like you and your team. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I guess just all of, all of like the Warriors discourse stuff, like just does kind of annoy me because I, 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 I really do. I'm really enjoying watching like Joe Lacob and like the, the upper management of the Warriors who were convinced that they were like very smart, like realizing in real time that they actually, um, some might say there were low interest rates um, for a long time. And uh, when, when they were building their team and suddenly there's high interest rates and uh, Oh, uh, that seems like it's bad for Silicon Valley. And, well, uh, look, they're printing, they're printing money every night at the chase center. I've been told. Yeah. That was, that was Zach's favorite line to repeat for like a year. Like, yeah, Oh, yeah, they're printing yeah. money over there. And it's like, I don't know. Sure they do, but like I mean, yeah. at a certain point, you are gonna realize you need to make money on the team, though, is what I'm trying to say. It's like, yeah, all this shit is great, and all this shit is awesome about like you know wanted to, and I I think the fact that they did pay this this repeater tax and this luxury tax is awesome. Every owner should continue to do that for the team mm-hmm. until it prove but but eventually eventually it does prove to be not profitable for him and he's gonna stop doing it i i think that the, the standard that they set that you should pay to try to win titles is what every team that's contending should should do essentially every single year but it is it has come to a point where we don't know if this team's going to age out we don't know if this team's going to compete i do think that what happens in the playoffs is going to dictate what happens with this so if the Warriors lose, all right, so right now if the if the playoffs started today, they played the Kings in the first round in the three six matchup. If the Warriors lose that series, I think it's definitely over. I think it's like that's it. If the Warriors win that series, then they get Memphis in the second round, and then it's like you're or honestly maybe the Lakers in the second round, which we'll talk about later. If you get that, and then you get back to a conference finals. You could talk me into this team making it, making things work for another year or two because they might feel like they're really close and they can make some other moves. But all of it comes down to that Jordan Poole contract. All of it comes down to uh, Draymond feeling like he wasn't kind of like spit in the face, basically. And like he feels like a player who feels like he should get respect because he's one of the best defenders of all time and that he did a lot for the franchise and maybe he doesn't feel as though they, 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 kind of valued him in the way that they should have. So, right, like, the tea leaves are out there. Someone found a clip where, from the early in the season, around the time of the contract negotiations, where Draymond said his favorite player in the league that isn't Steph is Luca, from his podcast. So, like, the tea leaves, there are certainly indications there that something could happen. Would also make more sense in my brain for why they traded for Kyrie if they knew that Draymond was a possibility this upcoming offseason. So... I just don't know how they're, they're going to do that if they bring back, like, uh, the, like what the the are the are the, the Warriors aren't taking Davis Bertans from you in a sign and Sure, like sorry. I mean, you'd have to move some money around, but this would have yeah. to basically be a situation where you either dump money. I mean, it's hard to get to that cap space for sure. I'm not going to. Yeah, just don't them. have. Yeah, I guess that's that's the thing about Bill saying that that makes it. I mean, you can always do we, it but for we do sure. This, we do this every time, and then the players get what they want. That's just the reality. Like, I, I, I understand that. Yeah, I, yes, I understand that. But I also think we're hitting a new era in the NBA where 
we are seeing extreme asset poverty like for a lot of teams mm-hmm. like this this did not used to happen like you didn't used to have there are like seven to eight teams in the league right now that have like one to two picks total they but can trade on. in the next like 10 years that like did not used to happen the lakers yeah. the bucks the mavericks the, the, sixers. the sixers have like one and a half like yeah. um there, there's like other you know all of these teams have no assets and i just don't think you can get like i just don't think you can do that anymore like i i, I think there's limits to this like the, t- the hardaway jr and Bertans contracts both go two more years yeah. at 17 each sure that's the only the only other movable money you have is maxi kleba and reggie bullock um yeah. And that's still only twenty one million. You need a sign and trade in that aspect. And what are the what are the Warriors getting for for helping you in that case? Like I guess Maxi Kleba, but is that worth doing the doing the trade? Like so I, right I, now, I the Mavericks, ball at that point. Like, if, if the Knicks get the Mavericks pick this year, yeah, or the Mavericks keep their own pick, we just talked about this last episode. Who are they going to try to go after? The OG yeah. Ananobi types, the defensive guys. If Draymond, if Draymond getting Draymond Green only costs you, and like this is the super brain genius Warriors front office who is trying to get younger and or at least get more assets to trade for another guy, you have a potential top ten pick, and mm-hmm. then if it doesn't convert, you have you can trade twenty four and twenty six to either dump contracts. Or you can do it to uh, potentially get Draymond back, whatever it is. Once again, I'm kind of of the mindset that if this, if if Draymond wants this to happen, it's probably going to happen. Like that's just teams figure it out. Like I, I feel like we do this every off season, and then we get to the off season, and it's like, oh, they they figured it out. Like it, it, nothing is impossible anymore. As yeah, well. I, it's like I, I guess use that, the Utah Jazz's right. cap space and give them a first round pick, like. So I, I guess that's just my thing is like, yes, it always gets figured out, but like it always gets figured out in a way that's like really fucked up and seemed beyond the pale. You sure. know what I'm saying? Like the Rudy Gobert trade happened because everyone was like, wait, what, how many fucking picks did you get? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's something like that. Mm-hmm. Like if you're the Mavericks. I'm not I'm, saying it's the smartest move. I'm just saying it yeah. will happen. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, if, if it happens, Sure, I guess, just, man, and that team, I still think, I, I mean, it's it's good in theory, but if you have to give up Maxi Kleba and you're like 11 pick or or you know, 10th pick, yeah. whatever it's You're going all in on the fact that you think that Luca could ask out, basically. You're like, we're not letting this happen. We're going to try to maximize the next two years and then we'll figure out the rest later. Which also, also though, by the way, I mean, I guess, I guess that's the thing. Because I, I guess, because Kyrie could just leave and you have no... You have no, you have zero control over that. Yeah. And then is Draymond still interested in coming? Um, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. I mean, it does make the the cap magic because then you can just sure. Sign then him you out can just everything. sign him. Yeah. But yeah. then the rest of your team sucks. So like, <laughs> yeah. It's hard. Yeah. I, mean, I I I don't I, I don't know. I the Mavericks bum me out, man. They're like somehow they have Luka Doncic and they're somehow like more depressing than the Hornets to me. Uh, look, I watched the Sixers Mavericks last night and it was one of the worst Sixers first halves I've seen maybe all season 
Harden mm-hmm. was coming back from injury. He looked terrible. Embiid looked terrible. Uh, the te- Honestly, the bench unit was the one that kept the team in the game. And the Sixers were... Were they up at halftime or they were down like three at halftime against the Mavericks? And I was like, oh man, this team is just not... And the second half of that game, uh, the Sixers basically were like, all right, we're going to try now. And then they just easily pulled away in the fourth quarter. Like, the Mavericks' energy levels, effort levels... The just the role players' inability to hit shots is is that it's definitely concerning. Um, if I were if I were a Mavericks fan, I would be like, we need to make serious moves this offseason. and I would consider something like this just because it's like, what the fuck else are you gonna do? The free agent class sucks. You don't really have a, another way to get guys. Like I I don't know. I, I we'll, we'll revisit this in the offseason, but I tend to think unless the Warriors make the conference finals, I think this is it for them. Uh, and I think that uh. And I think there is a possibility they do, but I think that the the Mavericks would probably be desperate enough to do some kind of move like this. So we'll see. Uh, this is the end of the pa- the the non Patreon portion. If you want to listen to the rest of this episode or watch the rest of this episode, we will be doing our first ever Mickey Mouse March team, where we go through and we talk about the players who played way above their heads this March for the months or for stretches. And we will talk about whether we think it's real or not. And then at the end, we will pick our first ever Mickey Mouse March team. And then we are also going to be talking about a bunch of other things that happened around the NBA, including, I know I said I wouldn't do it to him, but I have to. The MVP straw poll from him, Von Temps. Also, we'll be talking about how weak the Western Conference is once again, because I have have some stats that kind of were crazy in my head. Uh, And then... We will also talk about the Lakers' potential to win the West and the Beam team finally clinching the playoffs first time in 16 years, breaking the streak longest in the history of professional sports. So congrats to the Sacramento Kings. If you want to listen to that, watch that. Link is in the description. Go sign up for the Unoball Patreon now.